Welcome to season six of Flop Stars, the podcast about songs that didn't chart but found a place in our heart. It's been a while in between drinks, but we are back and we are hoping that it will be a more consistent. We're not hoping, we know. We're committed. A more consistent thing. I'm here. I'm Sam Murphy. Nick's here. That's Nick Kelly. Hi. And today we are talking about somebody who we have done once before on the podcast. So they're in the Hall of Fame of those who have appeared twice on the podcast. This is about Britney Spears' Glory, the final album that we have from her at, at the time of writing. Yeah, what a glorious time to do this with Britney back on the charts with Hold Me Closer with Elton, out of the conservatorship as far as we know, and everything seeming like it's on the verge of, well, sometimes meltdown again but normally (laughs) the last couple of months it's felt like things are starting to hop back up to a crescendo where she can find some freedom and the freedom to create the freedom to do what she wants to do musically it all seems to be heading in a positive direction for Britney at the moment so it's an exciting time to unpack and yeah as you mentioned we have talked about this we did um flop stars the future remember that season which was only two seasons ago. Um, and we did Britney's like next chapter where we kind of touched on a bit of glory. But this is a good opportunity did to we dive really? deeper. Yeah, we did. I, I worked this out last night because I was going through all the archives. We, but oh, we only t- we only and brief- we've also done Blackout. Yeah, and we've done Blackout. So there's actually a third. This is the third She's time we've done a Britney three. episode. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I know. Our, oh, welcome. What an archive we've got. And this is the thing about this beautiful medium <laughs> of podcasting. You just don't remember it. It happens sometimes. You spend an hour talking about it, and you don't remember it happened. Um, so Exactly. You Drunk can, the whole time. If you're a Britney stan, go back on those episodes because they were wonderful little deep dives. But, yeah, it's a good opportunity to get into an album that, yeah, was very interesting going back on over the last week. Sam, what about you? So interesting. I mean, I didn't know a lot about this album, to be honest. Mm. When I when she got out of the conservatorship, I wrote a piece um, ranking her albums from best to worst. And I just assumed that Britney Jean and Glory were going to be down the bottom. And I'd already put that there in my head. And then when I did some more reading, I saw that there is quite a lot of adoration amongst fans for Glory. And that a lot of them think that it's actually her best record, which made me very interested to go back and listen to it. And I have to agree, it's one of the most free-flowing, adventurous, creatively lucid albums that she's made. Um, And it's interesting because it feels like it was a bit of an oasis for her, obviously in a period where she was under severe, um, obviously under the the conservatorship and didn't have much control, but she found this little pocket of control within the music that was Glory, which I think is really beautiful um, spark note for this record. It's an awesome note to start it on and it's an awesome note to be aware of because, you know, we, we always talk about the quality of the records, you know, regardless of the story. Um, but there's absolutely moments on this record that still stand up six years later. I, I like the the thought yeah. of it being an oasis, and I think she found some important collaborators along the way. I think Julia Michaels and Justin Tranter in particular have always seemed to be important people in pivotal moments for certain artists, and I'm, I'm thinking of Selena. Yeah, definitely. Selena and Justin are two that I would talk about in, in, that, in that vein, in that they yeah. kind of found Justin and Julia at the moment, J- Justin Trainer and Julia Michaels, to be clear, um, 
they found those people. Our good friends. Our dear friends from up the road. They they found (laughs) these people at moments where they really needed them to work out a little bit of clarity and work out a bit of guidance. So I think, you know, in the the sort of two years before they started working with Britney, they'd had these experiences of working with people who had been thrown through the ringer of stardom and had lost their way and, and lost the identity of what they have been and what they want to use that to propel them into being in the future. And Britney is obviously the the epitomal case of all that where she's not just had this exceptional stardom she's also had exceptional lows and she's had this dastardly conservatorship over her for so many years so finding these people to to have a safe haven in in the studio and and you know end up co-writing 10 of the songs on the record with them is so important yeah. and that's not to discredit people like Ilse and um and Phoebe Ryan that that were massive parts of this record as well um, and, and there's some songs on here that, you know, you take away all that story and they're still belters. Yeah, there really is. It's um, it's quite a unexpected record from Britney. I don't know. Did you remember most of it going back on it? No. Because I did not. Absolutely not. This really kind of, I, I think as well, think about how we perceived Britney at the time. I think unless you really knew what was going on, public perception of Britney was not as favourable as it is in 2022, now that we know the the reality of the hell that she's been through. It was all very much, you know, rumour and speculation because this conservatorship was so private and so, um, you know, so out of the public eye in terms of what was reality and what was was rumour. The the reception around Britney was a little bit dubious at the time. So I remember as a, you know, at the time a fleeting fan of Britney, but, you know, in in my six years since I've learned you know, so much about the brilliance behind that woman um, and, and yeah. just how smart and, and exceptional she is. But I remember at the time thinking, here we go again, Britney's going to have another shot at it and, you know, puts out a record with g and it's like, oh, really? And, you know, the rest of the album kind of slipped away from me. But as all great pop yeah. fans do, spending time with this record and giving it time to, to sort of um, fester, for lack of a better word, um, has, has proven that this has actually stood the, the test of time. But at the time, I don't think people were giving her any time of day. Nothing. And I think it's amazing that she could get to, what was this, her ninth record? That she could get to this point. And there's still still the criticism that comes from the general public at her is that she's a, a, pup, a pop puppet, basically. That yeah. she just goes in, she gets handed the songs to her, records them, somebody chooses them, packaged as a Britney Spears album, and that's it. Which, I mean, considering how intense the conservatorship is, that's easy to imagine at that point. But it's not the case at all, and it's definitely not the case with this album. When I was going back and ranking all the albums, I was amazed by how much creative control she had along the way and how much she was a driving force and a curator for each of her records. And you just have to look at what Julia Michaels and Justin Tranter said after working with her, because Julia said in an interview that people don't realise how active she is in the studio. And then Justin said, melodically, she has melodies for days. How come no one's mentioned she can write the fuck out of a song? And because the pop industry is exceptionally misogynist and it always is. has been. Yeah. And does not give anyone their flowers beyond what they are publicly perceived to be, which is a pop puppet, which is someone that has all their records written for them. But you don't have this much skin in the game for this long yeah. if you can't write your way around a pop song, if no. you aren't a weapon in some capacity. You can't just be a good voice 
this. I mean, you probably can, but you you also probably can't if you are wanting to work with these people who, you know, it's a good moment for Justin and Julia, obviously, to work with another icon, add yeah. another icon to their bow. But, you know, I see them as very much being artists who want to work with like-minded creatives and like-minded individuals. They're incredibly tender people um, who, who want to connect with people on a very human level, um, you know, beyond the business side of things. And I think they've obviously seen what Britney can do. And there's plenty of stories about this. And I mean, even, even in the last couple of months, yeah. Andrew Watt talking about um, what she was like recording her vocals yeah. probably closer. And that was just a vocal session, but she was really you know, really involved. doing it really involved. And she knew when she had the perfect take and she knew when to go again. And, you know, that comes from years and years of skin in the game. And so it's no yeah. surprise to hear these kind of stories as to how involved in this record she was. And the more you listen to the songs on it, the more you can hear her personality shining through and decisions that you can tell only could have been made by Britney and could not have been fed to her. Yeah. I'm so sorry to stop you, um, but it's time to be real. For me. <gasps> In America. Okay, yeah, yeah. In America. Yeah, this is perfect. Right, this ready? is amazing. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> what a happy coincidence. And that is perfect. That is an omen. I literally thought this morning when I woke up, I was like, I wonder if America Be Real has gone off because uh, UK Be Real had just gone off when I woke up. Yeah. Um, and Australia, Australia Be Real went off pretty early yesterday. So it might be all The other day they did it to Australia us at 12.30 in the morning on a Tuesday. No. No, nah. anything Tuesday. after eleven PM, no, it's a no not from good me. Enough. No, I woke up to Bianca like in bed, trying to take take the be real. Yeah, <laughs> I was asleep. Yeah, <laughs> I respect this. I respect this. <laughs> Did she wake you up for it? <laughs> no, she thought it was a bit creepy. It went unposted. <laughs> <laughs> Moving just on, just like um, a slumber party. Excuse the sec. <laughs> 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 Should we play our first song game? Let's do it. Flop stars. It's been a while, and I have to say, I did um, struggle with coming up with the concept because I don't have the Flop Stars creative juices flowing. You know, this is always a real yep. outlet for me creatively. The song game. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where we pit um, we pit songs from the record up against songs with some kind of you know something to do with it. Yeah, you know, there it's very tenuous as per usual. Um, but I went back and I looked at the biggest pop stars of the year two thousand. Britney was of course one, and I looked yep. at what they were doing in twenty sixteen when this record was released. So these are songs from Glory up against songs from the biggest pop stars of the year 2000 in the year 2016. Does that make Great. sense? Okay, <laughs> it does make sense. So it's it's artists that were big when Britney was first getting going. They were getting big. And then yep. they're all releasing in 2016 new music to varying degrees of success. Absolutely. So let's fire Hit it off with, with the first Make example. Me, the lead single off the record. Versus Hold Up by Beyonce off Lemonade. It's a very interesting one. <laughs> One of the great combos. All right, let's unpack Make Me first. Um, I think G Easy aside, not a bad idea. Um, yeah. I think the verses, the verses need some work. The chorus is quite fun. Um, I, I I understand the idea of putting G Easy on this at this time, but I think G Easy probably fits in the category of rappers that don't don't add longevity to anything. 
Um, I think she (laughs) she needs and at this stage in her career I felt like she needed more records that have longevity and there are definitely a couple of examples on this album of that G-Eazy is not one and his verse is absolutely woeful on it but make me you know Britney's make me Britney's version Britney's involvement in make me um, I think is a fine pop song that said you put it up against hold up I mean just some genius stuff going on there. One of the great weird combos of writers in, you know, yeah. M&E-K, um, Ezra. <laughs> Who else is on that that song? It's just um, the most bonkers Is Soldier Boy on that one or is... I, <laughs> like, it's a real... I think he... Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think he was interpolated into the hook or something like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm, it was not it him. Maybe it was I Love Mackinac. Diplo, Diplo was on this as well. Yeah. Um, who else? Let me look. Uh, Father John Misty. Oh my god! <laughs> Insane group of individuals. <laughs> um, who else? The yeah, yeah. oh, the, and the yeah, yeah, yes. Ah, uh, that's who the hook the and hook Soldier comes Boy from. and Soldier Boy. And Soldier it's Boy. all of them. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's that. I hop up out of bed and put my swag on. Yeah, it's got that lean on, you know, lean on major laser kind of feel to it. That sort of like, um, I, I imagine it's what a jellyfish hears as it bobs up and down in the water. It's that sort of feeling to it, you know, it's got that vibe. More of a blub blub to it. Uh, <laughs> All right, just bloody shoes. Um, I mean, we knew it. We knew it immediately when we heard it for the first time. In the context of Lemonade at Large, it's going to be Beyonce hold up for me. What about yeah. you? Yeah, it's a bit of an unfair matchup, isn't it? But Make Me is a great single, I think. And I really appreciate how Britney sounds on this. And the producer, I can't remember his name, God bless him. But um, he was saying how he didn't want to twist Britney's vocal too much because obviously it's it's often quite heavily auto-tuned or for effect, not because she can't sing. Um, But this song, they wanted to keep it really, like, simple and really light on the vocal effects. And she sounds really damn good on Make Me. And she sounds really she good does. over an urban kind of beat as well. So I thought it was a really strong comeback for her. But Hold yep. Up by Beyonce, kind of like a an earth-shattering moment for Beyonce's career and for pop music at large. So yep. obviously Hold Up by Beyonce, but Make Me's good. I'll once again remind you that Sam chooses the songs for the song game. So any complaints about not putting a fair matchup are directed to at pop Sam camp. Um, I think also Burns was the producer on make me. I just Burns was it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. All right. So we're we're both decided on hold on hold up there. Let's see if we can have a fight. (laughs) I'm feeling it. My blood's boiling. Slumber party. Which featured Tinashe. Versus Living for Love by Madonna. Yep. Give it up for Tanasha! My favourite video of all time. <laughs> Have you seen that video? No. Is not. that Britney? She welcomes, yeah, she welcomes Tanasha on stage um, and introduces her as Tanasha. <laughs> Multiple times. It's so good. Um, yeah, so Slumber Party, I, I understand the, the like excitement around Slumber Party from from the fans but it doesn't it doesn't stand out to me as one of the better records on this um no me neither and i think living for love we un- we underrated at the time i think that was actually quite a good madonna song and i, I think it's madonna was in a similar a era to madonna britney song. 
It's a great on a song. And I think we were sort of, we were sort of, and to be fair, we were rightfully dubious about Madonna's involvement in music in 2016. There had been some absolute stinkers in the years oh, prior. And there was plenty on that record as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think that that's an example of a good Madonna modern song. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a hard one because it's not an earth shatterer like hold up. But I think I'm going to go Madonna on this and, and go away from Britney, unfortunately. Can you imagine if Living for Love was released this year? It sounds so 2022, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like yeah. very renaissance. Um, There's a couple of examples on Glory as well that we'll get into that, that I reckon in 2022 would make absolute sense. Yeah, and didn't sound particularly relevant for 2016 but yeah i agree no. with you um slumber party i agree is not my favorite and i'm still a little confused as to how tanache ended up on that um yeah. given that i don't think she was giving a lot of commercial clout at the time either so it's an interesting yeah. choice i love tanache but yeah um so i'm gonna go living for love by madonna too great I'm glad i'm glad we're on now this is where i think we might start to disagree What is our third pick? (laughs) Mood ring. Versus Mm -hmm. What About Us by Australia's first female Prime Minister, Pink. (laughs) She gets a new prefix every time. Um, Let's talk about Mood Ring. So Mood Ring was the Japanese bonus track, right, that then got a proper release. Four years later. Down the track. Yeah. Four years later. Insane. Four years later. Just because of a Justice for Glory campaign that they released it kind of to celebrate. And they just did it as like a, yay, fun for the fans. And then the label saw how like much traction it was getting and they properly released it as a single in 2020. It's nuts. It's, um... It's one of the better songs on the album, in my opinion. I don't know why it was ever relegated to bonus track status. Yeah. Um... But, you know, it's always hard to pick up. They had, like, 40 songs ready for this record. so Yeah, there were quite a few. I, yeah, so I think this I think this does make sense. Um, you know, it's difficult to pick the singles and it's difficult to pick the track list when you've got that many songs rolling around. But um, What About Us by Pink? I still do want to... Can I regale you in a tale of where I was when I first heard that song? Oh, my God, here we go. I was can in I Los guess? Angeles, California. <laughs> I was in, in the, Los Angeles, California, but have in a guess. The in and out drive through Okay, not bad, but actually I was having a health day and I was walking into Sweet Green, Sweet the Green. one and only time I've been into Sweet Green. I was meeting, um, I was re- meeting pop writer Brayton Bowman, yeah. um, who, who's been, I actually haven't heard from Brayton in a couple of years. He was having, he was like, let's Brayton. meet at Sweet Green. Hi, Brayton. He was having Sweet Green and I went, what's Sweet Green? And he went, come with me. And it was the best fucking salad I've had in my life. It's great. It was like a best chi- $25 the sea- salad you'll ever have. Oh, it was so expensive. It was ridiculous. But after having eaten in and out for about four days straight, it was definitely welcome. <laughs> um, so that's where I, first, I was walking from, I think, from my accommodation where I was staying in this little Airbnb thing to the Sweet Green. And that's when I first heard What About Us. And I played it twice and I went, she's back, baby. She's back. Her pinkness returns <laughs> with another Delta from the archives and you know it met the moment it met the moment the world was a bit confused we are searchlights looking in the dark or whatever the first line is it's like yep i couldn't agree more um yeah so it's a hard one for me but i'm actually gonna go with what about us by pink okay you know i would never never defame pink never say anything untoward about her 
But never. sometimes she's a walking cliche. And she's never more <laughs> of a walking cliche than she is on What About Us. It was the time of the protest song. Everybody wanted their piece of the protest cake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who's us? <laughs> Rich white women? What about who? <laughs> Hoops. <laughs> Because I'm not following, like, am I involved in this? Am I getting on board? Or is it just for you and the gals? Like, I'm just not sure. (laughs) So... Was this... Was this pre... This was pre-Trump, right? Or was it, like, Trump... Surely Trump Trump was around. When did Trump get in? 2016? Yeah. What about... Hang on. What about us, Pink? And then I'm going to search, when did Trump... Become 20th of 20th of January 2017, Trump became president. Yep. What about us by Pink came out August 10, 2017. Six months into the Trump presidency. Okay, so it is about Eight. him, but I've put the song in the wrong song game. Because she technically didn't release it in 2016, but that's alright. Shame. Shame on you. That's alright. We'll allow that. That's all right. Makes for good conversation. Yeah, so it was about mm. Trump. So it was Yeah, just kind of nondescript. Great melody, but um, God knows what she's talking about. And Mood Ring is good as well. I don't have a lot to say about Mood Ring, to be honest. I kind of was a bit confused about the whole movement when it happened. Um, yeah. But I was happy for her. And I do agree, it's one of the better songs. I'm going to go with Mood Ring, I think. What about Us okay. just grates me a little. <laughs> I understand why, but yeah, I've gone on like melody and quality you know, rather than message, which is a, you know, we've got to kind of have the different categories, don't we? Because if we're talking about message, I'd much rather talk about your mood ring. Uh, moving right along, fourth and final in the song game, the pop stars of 2002 2016 battle. Yeah. The final one is Private Show. Versus Ain't Your Mama by Jennifer Lopez. Oh, this is big. Um, Which I think J-Lo is a Megan Trainor co-write, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I believe you are correct. Australian Idol I can't remember whether this Megan was Trainor. Australian Idol judge Megan Trainor, as we've just discovered this morning. Um, I was this pre or post Booty with Iggy Azalea? Is my question. This is post Booty with Iggy. Ah, oh. great. Is it? Let me see. There's a, a really lot of googling question. going on today. We should be treating this like it's, an exam. We should. We it's post fact, booty. Where, where's our producer? Where's our producer? Well, um, she's not here, as per. Oh, I like to our producer. Um, the okay, back on track. Uh, all right. So this is post booty. This is trying to get shit back on track. Still being a bit of fun. Still being, you know, early forties j- classic J Lo or yeah. mid forties by this point. She would have been. Yeah. Um. You know, a bit of fun, but it's definitely not... It's no booty. If you'd put booty in this battle, I'd absolutely go booty. I sound yeah. so white when I say booty. I will say to a um, fun fact about Ain't Your Mama, one of the few um, mm. Dr. Luke productions to slip through the cracks when Kesha first came oh. out with her allegations. Really? Yeah. Swept under the rug, that one. Yeah, Perhaps really. why it didn't go quite as successfully as a new <laughs> J-Lo pop song could. Private Show, I think, is probably one of the most fun songs yeah. on Glory. And I think it's funny. And I think it's like Britney having just a little jovial little joke with herself. And yeah. I love this for her. And I'm going to base it on that and give this one to Britney for Private Show. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with Private Show as well. I think Private Show is one of the best on the record. And it's kind of like the yep. centerpiece almost. I really like mm. that do what vibe for her. Um, Ain't Your Mama's good fun, but very forgettable J-Lo single. Not worth popping Dr. Luke on there yep. for that. <laughs> <laughs> See that I was, that was the thing in 2016. You it, you only wanted to go with the Doctor Luke track if it was a fucking belter. You had to be really choosy. With, yeah, with really using true. with using old mate, didn't you? Takes a lot to turn <laughs> a blind eye to that kind of behaviour. It takes a lot. Yeah, it takes a lot. Of course we of course we're being dubious. We're being uh, what do you call it? We're being facetious here. We're not really yes. saying that Doctor Luke should have any platform. Um, cool, good song game. Thank you, Samuel. So it was a one for Beyonce, three for the others from me. It was a two for the others, two for not for Beyonce, for Britney, not Beyonce. Two for her. Um, That's pretty good. That's not bad. Two for two. And I don't think it even highlights some of the best songs on Glory. So Mm -hmm. I think she's done. They might come up later. Well, let's talk about how how it was received by the charts and how it was received by the critics. Because the fans love it, but I also think it's one of those records that has aged well and it's become a cult record for Britney because ain't nobody clinging on to Britney Jean, so (laughs) they had to find something else. But Make Me was kind of positioned as this big comeback for Britney. I think she did a big performance at maybe the MTV Awards or something like that. Um, And it was really being touted as her... This is Britney back in top form. And it looks like it too. She looks great on the cover. She sounded great on the song. She was really present in interviews. Very excited about the album. Um, Didn't work though. Make Me peaked at 17 in the US, 39 in Australia. The album did um, peak at number three on the Billboard 200, which was an increase in sales from Britney Jean. Um, And in the UK, it was her highest charting album since Blackout. And slumber so, party. Some 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 green shoots there, but I I always get dubious when you only see odd numbers that aren't one as the the peak numbers exactly. in various places. Yeah, it did not. It did certainly didn't light the charts on fire and was not. I guess the last kind of big commercial success for her would have been Femme Fatale, because Pretty Girls yeah. had kind of flopped prior to this album, and mm. Britney Jean did nothing either, um, which is correct. And the critics were the critics were lukewarm on it. It's actually got a 71 on Metacritic, which is her highest Metacritic score since Oops, I Did It Again. Um, wow. So that's pretty good to be an artist at it's this massive. stage in your career and you're making what the critics deem to be some of your best work. And I think they were, they were impressed by the control that she'd taken on it and they were impressed by the way that she'd taken that kind of EDM sound that she went into full throttle on Britney's gene and she put it through a new filter and it's very experimental. In my opinion, it's not like much that was going on in 2016. And I love when she takes these little like oddball electronic moments that really highlight her like really sweet voice and she makes Mm. it her own. Like some of my favourite songs from her are like How I Roll off Femme Fatale or unusual yep. you off circus. And I think that's the lane in which glory sits. I forgot about unusual you. And I, I think you're right to say that, you know, she's always played with EDM in a 
fascinating way. I think, you know, you look at the speed and, and, and tempo of something like Womanizer, um, Hold It Against Me, really the blueprint for using dubstep in a pop song. Yeah, um, absolutely. Which, which had not been done at the time, particularly by someone that, that enormous. Yeah. And she absolutely bodied it and put it perfectly in the mix with, with traditional pop sounds. Yeah. So she's always been one step ahead with playing with the right sounds and choosing the right beats that work with her. And that's from day dot. I mean, you know, school bell at the start of a track and, you know, yeah, it's always been such smart. And obviously she works with incredible producers that, that assist with that, but she knows the right way to incorporate new sounds into stuff. And I think she was absolutely aiming to do that on, on glory. And sometimes it absolutely worked. Other times it didn't. I want to give a shout out to, do you want to come over? Which, um, yeah. The yeah, so I I love the kind of flamenco feel of Do You Want to Come Over? I think yeah. it's so cute and it's like a bit wonky and weird as well. It's it's, it's probably so I it's weird. Like, it's like it starts out very electro and then you just hear this this like unfiltered acoustic guitar over the top that um <laughs> whatever Matt you and want are playing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it's shouty and fun. Um, you'll love the the accolades and charts for that particular song. I just find really interesting. Yeah. Uh, Billboard named "Do You Want to Come Over" as the tw- the twenty third best pop song of twenty sixteen. Wow. Um, and on on the charts, it only charted in one country, which was France, where yeah. it charted at what number one hundred and thirty five. Wow. Before later climbing, it climbed to yeah. number one hundred and thirty-four. Wow, we love we love a stable hit. <laughs> massive, massive. It's that's called stability, baby. Um, yeah, I, I found a song like that so interesting, and again, it's playing with not necessarily EDM sounds on that track. I mean, there are, there is an EDM influence on it, but I love yeah. that she's sort of gone down that flamenco track a little bit, and you know, yeah. pulled in chanty pop sort of feel to it as well. So yeah, I, I'm really impressed with. The, the daringness of her, of where she places her vocal on these yeah. songs. And yeah, you, you, even you can private show, she really that. goes for it, doesn't she? Totally. Like she's yeah, never been really much nice... of a belter Brit, but she does that. Yeah, absolutely. What do you uh, reckon are some of the, what do you reckon are some of the negatives of this album? What are some of the, the moments where it sort of starts to falter? Um, I think as per usual with a Britney album, it just starts to get a little. I don't know, it all kind of blends into one by the end of it for me. Yep. I think the best material is in the first kind of eight songs and then it sort of falls apart a little after that. Um, yeah. But I actually don't think there are any glaringly obvious negatives on this album for me. Yep. There was no points at which I was like rolling my eyes or like, oh, I can't wait for this to be over. I thought it was like a genuinely nice listen. It was a nice listen, wasn't it? And that's always a really nice feeling to have listening to these records that we, you know, we, we tend to spend a few days with them. And you do get this interesting and very unique kind of nostalgia unique? pop up, don't you? Unique <laughs> New York. <laughs> I can't help myself. Um, yeah. Did it, I don't know. Do you think that it does have some of her best work on it? Like the fans thing? Yeah, I, I think there are definitely... It's so hard because she's there's just so many songs that you could consider her best work. Um, but yeah. there's a couple of tracks that, like, Do You Want to Come Over? I genuinely consider probably one of my... I, I'd, I'd put that in the top 10 Britney songs I've ever heard. Wow, okay. Um, and I think there's something really magic about Hard to Forget You. 
um, which was produced by Oscar Gores in the very early days of Oscar writing on some big pop projects. Oscar now um, synonymous with Troy Sivan. And I was actually thinking, if this was a couple of years later, Troy would have been the most perfect co-writer on this record. He would have been perfect for it. Get them all in that room together, writing with those wolf cousins folks i think that would have been incredible um yeah the melody on that on that one hard to forget yeah is is impeccable and yeah i'd definitely put that up there as a as a really great britney song probably you know maybe when i do my rankings i might actually do a rankings um on tiktok of of britney and go like top 20 britney songs because i reckon that's up there for sure when I think of this album and I think it's indicative of the people who ended up working on it, it reminds me a lot of Selena Gomez. Yeah. And you know that point when Selena Gomez realised that she was not a belter? Yeah. That she didn't need to showcase that she had a strong voice, she just had to showcase that she had an interesting voice. Mm-hmm. And that's when she started to really fly. And I feel like that's what Glory is for me too. Like, I think she just uses her voice in some really beautiful ways. Like... Moments like Man on the Moon and Just Love Me, which is produced by Kashmir Cat. Yeah. I just think she nails it with the delivery. I, and it's really intimate and really vulnerable. To, to, it sounded yeah. like you finished mid-sentence there, which was just... Well, I thought that you were going to butt in, so oh, I was giving you the space not, to butt in. See, we're relearning these things about each other. We're relearning each other's cues and, you know, behavioural traits. <laughs> <laughs> I think... um. I don't reckon Just Love Me is great. I think it's a bit boring, to be honest with you. And I think Liar. Really? Yeah. It's just, no, Just Love Me is one of the best. Nah, not for me. I just think it's a bit sort of middle of the road, a bit too plotty. Um, you know, Kashmir and Julia Michaels, much respect and love, but not one of the greats, in my personal humble opinion. Liar, excellent song, wrong artist, in my opinion. I reckon Liar, perfect Liar. for a Demi or a Selena or maybe a Halsey. Can I just have a little listen to Liar, please? Yes, please do. Nah, no good. Not right for her. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like a Demi Lovato song, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's not for her. But yeah, wow, that really does sound like a Demi Lovato. Yeah, like "Tell Me You Love Me." A classic moment. A classic example. Um, should we play? Should we play a game? Let's play a game. Great. All right. The game is called Same Same But Different. Idea yeah. is I've pitched songs from Glory against songs with similar titles from other artists. And I'm not yeah. going to get you to pick which is your favourite. I've got lyrics from one of the songs and you've got to guess which song that belongs to. Is it the Britney oh, song okay, or is great. it the Same Same But Different song? Oh, I'm glad song? I just listened to Liar then. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, good from you. Yeah. Well, will it be Liar? This is our first pairing. Is this lyric from Liar by Britney Spears, should have been Selena, Demi, or Halsey, or is this lyric from the Black Eyed Peas seminal classic, Don't Lie? Such a good song. Ready for it? Yeah. Feeling like a fool, getting on the last train, trying to maintain, the feeling won't change. Feeling, feeling like a, like a fool, fool. on the last train, trying to remain, but the feelings won't change. 
I'm sorry for the things that I things did that I've done and what I became caught up in living my life. <laughs> black eyed peas, yes, don't black lie. No, 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 baby. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's so funny because I was trying to pick like the least like um, memorable lyric from that song. It was every good. Every lyric it's of that song really... is memorable. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is one of my favorite black eyed peas songs. So and so it should naturally be. I have it. Um, it's from exceptional back to front in my mind. Um, slumber party versus. A similar vibe, Stay the Night by Zed. You know, you have a slumber party if you stay the night. Okay, this is going to be hard. I feel like I don't know these both these okay. songs as well. We've got the candles hanging low, hanging from the ceiling low. We got the candles hanging low, hanging from the ceiling low. Is it Stay the Night or is it from Slumber Party by Britney? I don't know the exact lyric, but it sounds like it sits into like like a slumber party. I think slumber party. We got them candles hanging, hanging from the ceiling low. Yes, it is slumber party. Well done. Hey. Do you like how I tried to throw you off by singing it in the tune of Stay the Night? You did. I didn't even know that was the tune of Stay the Night. I just thought you were improvising, scatting. Because it didn't have much tone or sort of range to it, did it? It was all just one. No, nothing. Flat one as a, Flat as a t- <laughs> Oh, unbelievable scenes. Right. <laughs> Third matchup. It is just a straight word for word. Is this clumsy by Brittany or is this clumsy by Fergie? It's going to be one of the two. The lyric is, Whoa now, think I'm going down. Friends don't know what's with me. Whoa now, think I'm going down. Friends don't know what's with me. Shit, I don't know. The Duchess herself. Can't help it. How can't help it. Hurry! Hurry! I have no idea. Genuinely no idea. you got to pick one. I'm going to go... Clumsy by Britney. Mm. Nope. 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 It is just before the chorus. I can't remember exactly where it happens, but (laughs) it's... I'll find it and put it in here. But, yeah, that is from Fergie. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Donald Trump Damn impression. it. Wrong. Oh, I was doing so well. You were doing well. Now, this is going to be, this is a dubious link. Is this lyric from my personal favourite song on Glory, Do You Want to Come Over? Or is this lyric yeah. from Pink and Friends, Lady Marmalade? The reason I put these two together is because of Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? Like, do you want to come over tonight? or whatever that translates to literally versus do you want to come over? I think that's do you want to s- sleep with me, no? Yeah, same shit, same shit, you know? Do you want to come over? It's the same intention. It's about no, intercourse. not really. Yeah, do you want to well, come over? I'll know that when it? you ask me over next time. Bloody hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to come Yeah, I'm you're never thinking about it the same way. <laughs> no, but in, in, the way that, in the way that Britney frames it and in the way that, Pink yeah. and friends frame it. It's about sex. Just so you know, you can take that one to parties. That's a fun fact for you. <laughs> People will be better. Listen to me tell you about the dubious link between Lady Marmalade and Do You Want to Come Over, a track you probably don't know from Britney Spears's ninth album, Glory. And people have spent the last hour talking about... (laughs) (laughs) Top your Aperol spritz up. People have spent the last hour talking about like stocks and like houses and stuff. And you're just like, 
Yeah. Let me tell you, let me tell you, you know, Do You Want to Come Over by Britney Spears? It's actually linked to Lady Marmalade. <laughs> the song, you know the song from Moulin Rouge? That is where my brain, brain goes. Yes. <laughs> the lyric is, I could get into that kissing and touching, or we could be good and do next to nothing. Is that a lyric that one of the rappers, maybe Lil' Kim, maybe Missy, Mr. Mina. Oh, this is hard. Or is it, or is it something I would have Britney to run through the warbles. whole Lady Marmalade in my head. I could get into that kissing and touching, or we could be good and do next to nothing. That would have to be, if it was in Lady Marmalade, it would have to be the Lil' Kim verse. Mm-hmm. I just would feel it? like it doesn't fit. I think it's Britney. Yeah, you're right. It's Britney. It's yes. Summer Party. No, it's Do You Want to Come Over, not Summer Party. It's so, okay. Do You Want to Come Over. <laughs> good guessing. Something. Well done. Yay. That's so good. Should I just... um. Just snowball straight into my game, seeing we're in the, in the mood for amusement. Do it. Flop stars. Okay, so this is just another dubious thing. Britney's glory, the word glory, I associate with winning something. So mm-hmm. I've gone back Lions. and I've looked at Guinness World Records and I'm going to read some out. And you need to tell me whether Britney has ever held this Guinness World Record or not. Okay. How do we know how many she's had? Uh well, I'm not sure actually. <laughs> but she's had quite a few. Okay, cool. So they're obviously gonna be mostly music based ones or like um yeah. sales based records. Cool. All right. So she it's ever. So it could have been taken over by someone else now that she's held it at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, it could be taken over. Gotcha. All right, hit me. Okay, the first one is best-selling album by a teenage solo artist. Wow. Okay, best-selling album by a teenage solo artist. Was she a teenager? Of course she was a teenager when the first record came out. I'm going to say that's one she's held. Yeah, that would make sense. Not for long. I'd say JoJo came and took over the mantelpiece a couple of years later. With an album? JoJo. JoJo have an album? She did have an album, but surely not bigger than Baby One More Time, which was the record holder for best-selling yes! album by a teenage solo artist. I knew it. I bloody well knew it. What about best-selling teenager, full stop? Oh, full stop. I mean, a lot of teenagers have come before her. I'm thinking back to the 60s and 70s. I'm thinking the Jacksons of the world. You know, do you put all the Jacksons when they're in the Jackson 5 together and make them one best-selling teenager? Um, you know, that's the only <laughs> teenager I can think of. I'm going to say she well, has not. If you're not... going off that logic, you can group Jamie Lynn Spears in with this. <laughs> I'm going to say she hasn't held that one. She has held that one. Oh, she's a trailblazer, you see. She she's really is. <laughs> okay, most words in a hit single. What? How is that a record? Most words in a hit single. No, she's not a particularly wordy pop star. I'm going to say most words in a hit single has traditionally been held by rappers and that she has never held that title. It was held by Britney's single three. Oh my God. No, I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> no, I was it was say, held by Eminem's rap to, god. I I knew you, I knew it. I was trying to think about when three gets into a wordy section and I couldn't remember it because it's mostly just drop and like one. Two, one, two, three. Oh my god. Was I right that it's mostly rappers that have held that? Yeah, you are right. It is currently Eminem's rap god. 
Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So the next record is The Coldest Concert. <laughs> Coldest Concert? Yeah. Nah. She wouldn't be putting herself into the coldest parts of the world, I don't think. Is it Coldest Concert, like, like are they indoors and there's like air conditioning, it was just cold outside? Or is it the concert that was performed under the coldest conditions within the venue? No, you have to like, I, I think you were outside. Oh, yeah, no, Brittany wouldn't be doing that. No, she does not hold that. That is correct. That was ex-busted frontman um, who performed in minus 30, digre- 30 degrees in Siberia. <laughs> that sounds about right for busted. Have I told you about my busted connection? Top us out of the podcast if it's boring. So busted were managed by Youngblood's management. That was like their big act. And Youngblood oh, was their wow. like emerging thing. So I went when I went and met them before I before Youngblood had started. They were like banging on about busted. And then they were like, also we've got this kid called Youngblood. And now obviously the, the tables have turned. Are they back much. together? Busted and busted never busted. busted when they did the McBusted thing, which I saw. I saw McBusted support One Direction in London. Um, they did McBusted and then McBusted split to McFly and Busted yeah. again. And I believe Busted have remained together since. Not massively going. active, but yeah, they're still going. Technically. Well, that makes a lot of sense why Youngblood's playing Siberia on this recent <laughs> tour. <laughs> it worked once, we'll do it again. again. <laughs> we, need, we need publicity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fastest person to reach the most number one records in the UK. UK is an interesting one because there's been much bigger acts in the UK, I would dare say. I'm going to say she's never held this one. That's incorrect. She has held that one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. She's held a lot. She's done a lot. All right. You ready for one more? Yeah, hit me with one more. Okay. The final one is fastest 100 meter sprint. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look, she's capable of a lot, um, but I'm going to say, like, the cast of Semenyas of the world, I can't think of any other runner's name, the Kathy Freemans of the world have got her yeah. picked at the post the on Usain that Usain Bolts, so maybe. The Usain Bolts, maybe. Yeah, oh, you didn't even say female sprint. <laughs> it's no, it's just fastest one hundred meter sprint. <laughs> like, I wish her well in her silly little running race, but no, I, I'm going to say no. Well, you're actually wrong because a couple of years ago she took to Instagram to declare that she just cracked five seconds for the 100 meter sprint, <laughs> which makes her the world record holder by about four seconds. God bless her soul. And is that not what this album's all about? It's like, just bless her. Let her, do her, let her do her music. And, I, you know, it's not to not take her seriously, but, you know, also just bless her. Bless her socks. <laughs> She's a very pure soul, I think. Flop stars. All right, oh, give dear. me your wrap up of this album. I want to hear your best songs, your worst songs, and maybe a sentence or two on how you feel, how to how to make <laughs> you feel. It's like a post match review. This album was a delight to dive back into. There's some really impeccable records that stand up when you look back at them six years on, there's songs that were not ready 
in 2016. They were, they were ahead of their time. There are also songs that probably didn't need to be on there. Man on the Moon, Just Love Me are two no, of them. I, Clumsy. my two favourites. You always straight at the ones that kidding? I like. Are you kidding I'm with Man on the Moon? I'll just That's unbelievable. On myself. <laughs> Man on the Moon and Just Love Me are so good. Excuse me. Anyway, go you on. ask for my it's sentences. I expect to be able to deliver them uninterrupted. Right. Okay. I'm zipping it. Then you can say your thing and I won't. Well, now I've got credit to be able to jibe in when you give your thoughts. So you've cooked your own goose there. You can can butt in once. Goose cooked. All right. Um, There are some amazing songs. (laughs) Shut up. There are some amazing songs on this thing as well. Do You Want to Come Over is my absolute number one favourite track on the record. Um, What You Need is Giving Lady Marmalade to Me. I love it. Um, Hard to Forget Ya. Go back and listen to that melody and realise just how brilliant it is. There's some awesome stuff. Jesse St. John, who co-wrote on Love Me Down, that is proper 2016 energy. That's a song that was ready for its time. A lot of great songs on the record, a few flops. I'm giving it a 7 out of 10 in review. Okay, that's fair. You've got about eight favourite songs and my two end up at the bottom. Anyway. Yes, they do. That's correct. Do whatever you need to do to make yourself feel big. Um, my... <laughs> Get on with it. <laughs> Sick of your shit already. It's in one episode. Okay. I also think it's a it's a delightful Britney album to listen to. I think it's lightly experimental. It certainly doesn't go as hard as Blackout or In The Zone, which are probably my two favourite Britney albums, but it certainly doesn't sit far off. And considering how late she was into her career, I think it's impressive that she had the motivation to do something like this, particularly given the circumstances she was under. And to find the joy that she does in some parts of it as well is quite amazing. My favourite moments on it are Private Show, Make Me, Man on the Moon, and Just Love Me. And I think my least favourite moments are like, change your mind, no CS quartet. Please excuse my Spanish. Um, I think that's probably the worst one and maybe better. I don't know. That's... Yeah. There's that not, is... there's not, as I said before, there's nothing that stands out to me as being particularly bad. Yeah. Um, invitation. we 7 probably... out of 10 as well. Cool. I wanted to open up the invitation to talk about invitation, but I think we've come to a conclusion here. Um, invita- I just want to say with the invitation. Terrible <laughs> How long did you wait to say that? Was that written down? <laughs> no, it actually wasn't. That was off the top of my head. Music journalist era, you see. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for Flop Stars, episode one of season six. Hit subscribe or follow or whatever the fuck they've updated the button to by the time you listen to this, because it'll probably change yeah. again. Um, and come to us on the social. So on TikTok, we're Flop Stars Pod. We've both got personal TikToks as well to come and hang out with. We're going to be posting a shit ton of videos moving forward. And um, we are. We're going to. Can I just say? Yeah, sure. We have 4.6 on Spotify, which means that. People have given us unfavorable reviews. Can you idiots who give us five it? star reviews? You fools! What have we done to not deserve? I know a who five it was. Star. I who? know who it was. I bet it was Xander who? Cross, who's a listener of the show, but is also launching his own podcast about pop music, trying to sabotage us. <laughs> That's who it is. I've well, just rated us a five. Absolutely, bring, bring it. it. You hadn't already rated us a five. Well, it hasn't gone up, so it's not enough. So someone sabotages that can never be changed. We're never Go gonna and rate us a five, rating. idiots. Rate us a five, you idiots. We'll start a new, new one. We'll start a new po- podcast. <laughs> Every. 
No, I don't have time. <laughs> Follow us on the socials, rate us, do all the good things. Share this with a friend. If you if you have a friend that likes pop music, share this with them. Um, the the feedback means the world. And yeah, send us DMs with like ideas for episodes and stuff. We will be back yeah. seven days from now, which doesn't matter in the podcasting world because you can listen to this anytime, with a male artist that we're going to dive into. A male artist who has never sung a word is our flop star next week. Oh, <laughs> I'll ask you what it is after that. After we end, it's on the sheet. I, <laughs> I know, I know. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.